The market definitely had a very different day than it did yesterday. What happened? Yesterday we had a rally into the close. Today we had red pretty much across the board. Pretty much across the board, except for everything we're positioned in and have been advocating for. Our favorite stocks, our energy stocks, and our mining and material stocks up big today. Why is that the case? I'm struggling to pin into anything in particular. Um, I don't know how long this sell-off is going to last, but let's talk about the characteristics of this sell-off because I think it's pretty important to identify those and then go from there. So we've talked about how we didn't like mega cap tech very much. They're very expensive. They're considered growth, but they don't offer the same kind of growth as a 10X company does. And it's better just to find a high conviction 10X name than to buy Apple, which is sure high conviction, but doesn't present 10X potential. So all of a sudden, you're forcing people to face reality. You're hiking rates, making them face reality with, with regards to their investment decisions. They can't just buy anything because it's better than having cash. Now there are actual cash alternatives, allegedly, potentially, as rates go up. So people have to consider the price they're paying for things. And certain stocks are valued very highly, and those valuations are justified if they're going to continue their growth. However, it's quite debatable if they're going to continue their growth. There's a, let's talk about the stocks that were down the most today. It seemed like it was mega cap tech and the semiconductor stocks. These are great businesses. We like their products. We believe in their products. We believe in them as businesses. We just don't happen to view them as our favorite stocks. And we're just putting our money in other great investments, which are less loved. They're just less loved. These are very much loved companies. And they're all almost all kind of connected on a day like today. And I'll explain why. So Apple, we've gone over, it's expensive. Um, it's trading at high valuation. That's only justified, it's gonna continue to grow. But in 2019, we saw that sales of iPhones were actually declining. Obviously, 2020 and 2021 changed that. We had a different economic environment, but it's likely that we're gonna return back to a normal environment in the coming months um, if we're not already most of the way there. Also, Apple announced that they were gonna build an in-house chip plant in California. They've already started making their own chips. Now they're gonna do that a little bit more and not even partner with anybody. So, you get this overvalued kind of concern, this wow, we're paying a whole lot of price and rates are going up kind of concern. And you get Apple making an in-house chips. All of a sudden you see a massive decline in semiconductors. So there's just a bunch of things that make a whole lot of sense that are causing those great businesses and you know great companies and companies that make good products to decline. And we don't have them purely on a valuation perspective. Yes, there is a price we would buy them at, but it's not here yet, even after this slight drop. Now, they can change on a dime. What I don't think can stop and change on a dime are energy companies and mining materials companies. These are trading at incredible valuations relative to their earnings. Just a matter of years, on, in many cases, for them to make their earnings uh, enough to equal their market cap and the valuation, which is a great thing. You know, if you 
That's what you're buying an investment for at the end of the day. You're not buying because they make a good product. Although yes, that is probably the most important part of the equation, but that doesn't determine, you know, the price you pay really. I mean, it does if there's growth, but what you're buying a stock for at the end of the day is the cash flow and the price relative to that cash flow. Okay. Let's not forget the fundamentals here. The best price to cash flow type situations are in energy stocks and arguably mining and materials companies. Um, they are growing their earnings. A company like Exxon, for example, which I'm very bullish on, I've talked about many times on this channel, expects to grow uh, earnings potential within the next five or so years. That's crazy because they're trading at about a 10 PE if you annualize the last quarter. And this quarter should be even higher, so it should be even less than a 10 PE annualized. And then you cut that in half, you're talking about a 4 PE for Exxon, plus a dividend, plus investment in uh, long-term sustainable energy, which is the fear that depresses the valuation. All of a sudden, you're finding a great deal. We want the great deal. That's how we do business over here. We find the great deal and we just buy it and we hold it and we collect the dividend if it has one. If not, no big deal, whatever. And we just have a high conviction in our investment. So energy companies, mining materials companies, a lot of tech that we like. We talked in yesterday's video and you can go and watch that video. We talked about energy and mining materials companies and we don't want to extrapolate one day too much. We don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but we like it beyond one day. We like our position beyond one day. It just happens to see or be that we see this in the broad market numbers. Um, we still like that uh, high conviction, high growth. Uh, we're not concerned about rates there, even though the next one year may be rough. We don't know. Okay, we're buying, buying and holding. We've got a relatively long-term time horizon. We want to be responsible. But the way I see it is these companies, sure, they can go down month to month, but you get one good announcement, they pop. And then they'll pop over a couple weeks. And then it'll be several months of just slow trickle liquidation because there's no, there's, no, there's no news. And they're not making big time sales. They're developing a great product. They're early. So that's how I'm positioning. That's why I still like that bucket but I'm very happy about this bucket. I'm very happy to have a slight overweight to this bucket right now. And we'll see what happens over the next couple of days. I think the, the market can stabilize here. You know, at the end of the day, do we really want this money printed? Does anybody really want that? We all knew that the Fed was gonna tighten. We knew this wasn't sustainable. It was either absolute economic calamity through hyperinflation or a slight tightening. Like this tightening is, it's just not gonna affect anyone. It's just not gonna affect anyone. It might affect the markets temporarily, but it's just really not a big deal. And that's what matters. Omicron, in my opinion, also not a big deal. If anything, it's bullish because the death rate is lower. Spread the Omicron, if you ask me, spread it. Let's go. Come on, Omicron. Got my one shot. Ready to go, Omicron. So, that's today's video. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, we're not trying to extrapolate one day too much, but with the Fed happening yesterday, this is the kind of more settled reaction. We'll see if it holds. Uh, we're just positioning what we like. We'll see what happens. So that's today's video. 
Until next time, peace out.